Hi everyone, welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. I invite you to check out all of my written work at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Old, new, doesn't matter. I review whatever I watch and you can check it out there. As far as this show goes, we cover the 1980s and movies that were influential to the 1980s as well. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that is firmly entrenched into the 1980s, right there in the middle. From 1986, we're going to talk about Labyrinth, a fantasy adventure, PG-rated, it has scary images, and it runs an hour and 41 minutes. Jennifer Connelly is the primary star. David Bowie gets top billing here because he was a known quantity as Jareth the Goblin King and Toby Froud, I guess, (laughs) playing the baby here. And a lot of vocal work that you will recognize. Jim Henson is the director and Terry Jones provides the screenplay. Jennifer Connelly here is cast in one of her first starring roles. She plays Sarah. Sarah is a teenage girl. She's grown tired of her stepmother and her father leaving her home alone to babysit her infant brother Toby while they go out and enjoy the evening. In a bout of exasperation, Sarah wishes Toby away and inadvertently summons the vain and moody Goblin King of Myth named Jareth, played by David Bowie. Jareth kidnaps the baby, steals him away into his fantasy realm, and there, the baby boy remains hidden in a dangerous castle in the middle of an ornate labyrinth. If Sarah wants a chance of getting the brother that she really didn't want to go back, she must traverse the enigmatic trail before midnight, or the Goblin King gets to keep Toby forever. Although this film was considered a box office failure at the time of its release, it only made about half of the budget back in the movie theaters, it became something of an older children's classic over the years on home video, on cable, as younger generations started to evaluate this film over the years as a children's film. This one was produced by George Lucas and Lucasfilm. It's directed by, of course, Muppet Maven Jim Henson. They've worked together in the past with... Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, most notably. This is a classic fantasy tale. It's in the mold of such classics as The Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland. It has one young girl's perilous quest through strange environments. This one is notable for at least being different by featuring the songs of David Bowie and, of course, Jim Henson's Muppet Crew. And though tinkered with by many, the screenplay is solely credited to Monty Python alum Terry Jones who infuses the dialogue in the film with a lot of camp, a lot of mirth, and an underlying sense of longing and sadness that permeates a lot of this story. That's the thing that I found most striking about this film, is how willing it is to let lingering melancholy go throughout this film, and even the ending in itself can be seen as kind of a sad thing if looked at in a certain context. And that sadness is really understated. We have Sarah and the absence of her beloved natural mother. She clings to the happier times of her childhood through those things that she enjoyed in that life. This film may be considered by some to be dated by the pop synth soundtrack. Although David Bowie does make it a delight, there's just something here that firmly implants this film into the 1980s. And there is a bit of cheesiness that that does provide The film, despite whatever dated qualities you can ascribe to it, 
nevertheless delights on many other levels, including very good casting of the leads. Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie are very good in this film. There are fantastic sets. The costume work is phenomenal. Of course, the great puppetry, as you would expect from Jim Henson's crew, and before there were special effects, all of the CG that comes around today, this has a lot of really interesting costume work in terms of doing radio-controlled movements of facial features and other parts of the actual character builds. It has a very tongue-in-cheek attitude. Future films like Shrek and the Harry Potter series recreated a lot of the feeling of this film decades later, and... While Jennifer Connelly is as appealing as a young actress could be in such a role, I think it's David Bowie who's the one who commands the attention on the human side, if you can call it the Goblin King human, with his wild hair, his androgynous costumes, and, you know, ridiculously tight, revealing pants. His songs aren't really ranking among his most finest works as described in this film, I don't think, but... They are very catchy in their own fashion and they're perfectly in keeping with the ambiguous nature of what we're witnessing because this may very well be one young girl from the mid-1980s vivid daydream. So it would make sense for her to have these songs within the film because they represent the kind of pop that she might have been listening to at the time. And the title of the film and what happens in it is inspired from the book of the same name that she is enjoying play acting out of, but it's all come to life, of course. Not to mention that the songs provide a bit of levity to the evil side of things that makes Jareth's cajoling of the young Sarah into staying with him an appealing proposition for her. Although a lot of people do remember Labyrinth as a fun fantasy flick, I think in their recollections of the film, this is really more a serious film. It has themes of a girl's emergence from a child to womanhood. She has to put away a lot of those childish things and those dreams that gave her the sustenance that she needed to cope with whatever had been ailing her. The creatures of the world of the labyrinth are evidenced throughout her bedroom and pictures of her natural mother who ostensibly worked as an actress in the theater that Sarah is a huge fan of adorn her mirror. Some claim that Sarah's mother is pictured in one frame in Sarah's bedroom with David Bowie. That raises all kinds of connotations about Sarah's emerging sexuality and the confusion that it causes her in trying to maintain her childlike innocence and her naive outlook on life. Now, Jareth, on the other hand, despite being her nemesis, seems to strongly desire Sarah for her innocence and for her purity. He uses Toby as the bait to get her to love and desire him in return, even if he has to trap her to force the issue as part of an elaborate power play. And power is a central theme of Labyrinth, where a young woman learns that she has all of the power all along to control her destiny. The allure of a life filled with danger and possibilities is there for many, including young girls especially. Although the film's very premise suggests that life is likely all a fantasy that we concoct in our minds out of our initial loneliness and naivete that someone can take away all of our current troubles, the metaphor for finding one's path is certainly there within the film, compounded with the notion that others along that path are not going to be particularly helpful, perhaps even adversarial, towards your goals, but you must diligently persevere through all of that. One's teenage years specifically are a time when it becomes very confusing and difficult to know which way is up anymore, and that's perfectly de depicted by the famous M.C. Escher-inspired finale full of those staircases that exist in this pocket realm that seem to defy gravity. Now, while Labyrinth's visuals may be surpassed in this era of finely articulated CG, I do think that the effects work from the Jim Henson crew is phenomenal, especially in the fully fleshed out characters like Hoggle and Ludo. 
the actors control the bodies, the voices are done off screen, several crew members controlling those radio controlled devices that, to articulate their facial expressions and their mouth patterns. Those characters really come to life in a very big way to the point where you even stop noticing just how astonishing these creations are technically and just accept them as living characters within the realm of the film's narrative. Although this was a disappointment critically as well as commercially at the time of its release, perhaps this is due to the unexpectedly dark material in a film that features Muppet Master Jim Henson's name above the title. People were expecting something a little bit different. I do think that Labyrinth has really become something of a cult classic over time and a perennial favorite for those who enjoy 1980s fantasy films in particular. This is a highly imaginative fantasy adventure filled with delightful performances and wildly conceived characters. David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly, excellent in their respective roles, and the film as a whole is championed by those outstanding sets and all of the design work there. This is a wonderful adventure. It seems to really get better with age, and I would say it's highly recommended for children of practically any age. Every now and then in your life, for no reason at all, you'll find you need to return to Jim Henson's marvelous world of Labyrinth. I'm giving Labyrinth three and a half stars out of four. Three and a half stars on my scale means I do think this is a good movie. It is definitely worth seeking out if you haven't done so already. And I would recommend this to a young person or an old person. It doesn't matter. I really do think that there is a lot of charm within this film. And if you let it, it'll take you away into an escape, just like it does for its characters. I saw Labyrinth. I was 16 or 17 years old. I can't remember exactly when at the time. I did not watch this one in the theaters. I did catch this when it was on cable one day, and I actually really enjoyed it. I had heard that it was not a very good movie, and I was surprised by how much I did find it very entertaining, and I think part of that may be because I was an only child for the first 13 years of my life. My brother was born when I was 13, and I spent a lot of my teenage years having to babysit this very young brother. So when I finally saw this film, he was about three years old. And so I think I could relate a lot to the plight of Sarah within this movie who has to take care of this baby while his parents always go out seemingly to enjoy themselves while I'm stuck at home having to take care of my younger brother. So it uh, definitely hit home with me at the time. And I think ever since then, I have noticed a lot more to enjoy beyond that. Anyway, I do hope that you enjoyed the review of Labyrinth. If you have your own thoughts on this film, I do encourage you to reach out to me. You can find my contact information on my website. Go to quipster.net and find all of that there. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. As far as what happens in the future on this show, I'm going to get away, at least for now, for some of the fairy tale fantasies. And we'll revisit some in a little bit. But the next film I'm going to be reviewing is 1989's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's a film that I don't remember all that well even though I did review it for my website so it'll be interesting to see that film and watch it with my daughter as well and see if it really holds up if you want to know click that subscribe button and you'll continue to get all of the 1980s films reviewed as they come out thank you everyone just remember that I ask for so little just hear me love me do as I say and I will be your slave until next time
Hi, I'm here with my daughter Lily. Lily's five years old and she has watched Labyrinth with me and my wife as well. And my wife has seen that twice with me. This is how often I watch Labyrinth. But this is the first time Lily has seen it. What did you think, Lily? Good. Is it one of your favorite movies? Yeah. So did you get scared at any moments in the movie that you remember? Yes. Which one? When the baby gets taken away. Yeah, you thought that was frightening? Mm. Is that your favorite scene too? No. No? What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is when it's the happy ending. The happy ending. Did you think it was happy? Yes. Yeah. As you get older, maybe it's going to seem like for me, it's happy and sad at the same time because the girl is growing up. But did you have any favorite characters in the movie? Um, yeah. Which one? Sarah. Sarah's your favorite? How come? Um, because she saved the baby. She saved the baby. Spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't seen it. Do you, uh, did you like Jareth, the Goblin King? Yeah. Yeah. What did you like about him? I liked about him is that he was kind of like nice and bad. That's right. And if Jareth had promised you that you could live with him and the kingdom forever, would you take that? No. No? Why not? Because I want to come back home. Ah. Well, what would you miss the most? I would miss the most of my cats. <laughs> the cats. Somewhere along the line, your mother and I rank. But So what did you think about the Bog of Eternal Stench? Yeah. I did not like that. If you could live in the bog of eternal stench, would you? No. Why not? Because it stinks. What do you think it would smell like? I think it would smell like toots. Since <laughs> the water toots. Water toots. Those are the worst kind of toots to you? Well, it would go... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give the Princess Bride? Uh, you mean labyrinth? <laughs> I'm getting them mixed up. So on a scale, you would give Labyrinth a 10. Now, this is lower than Lady Hawk and lower than Princess Bride. Maybe as you get older, it'll be an 11 like the rest of them. Just kidding, 11. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else about Labyrinth that you enjoyed? Yeah. What? The big rat. Wait, no, that was in Princess Bride. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything about Labyrinth you did not like? Yes. What? Once you got lost in the maze. That's the whole premise of Labyrinth. She's lost in the maze. You must have hated this movie. If the scene where she gets lost in a maze is your least favorite. No. That's um, why it ranks a 10, I think. Uh, so I'm glad you enjoyed Labyrinth. Say goodbye to everyone, Lily. Bye.